Hello and welcome to Creativize, Strategize, and Synergize, a podcast about the business side of being a creative. My name is Chris Scott. My name is Atish. And in this week's episode, we interview Sean Wilcox, who teaches us about pivoting his career. And I take a quick uh, intermission to go dance in the rain. What do you call that thing? An egg. Eggs. Yeah, it's an egg, not an egg. Eggs. I have eggs for breakfast. No, you have eggs for breakfast. I have eggs for breakfast, and I buy eggs from the grocery store. Wait, but I only have an egg. An egg. Yeah. An egg. I only eat one egg. Wait, he says egg. 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 I only eat eggs for breakfast. I fry a single egg, so I don't eat eggs. Why do you only have one egg? Uh, That's all I need. That's part of my balanced breakfast. What's the rest of it? Uh, egg toast. Egg toast. <laughs> Late, lately, smoked salmon. And then I follow that up with a mixture of uh, like a low-fat. Check, check, one, two. Hey. Yogurt mixed with fresh fruit and granola. Uh, and it's great. Sounds amazing. It is amazing. It sounds like you have a lot of time in the mornings. Oh, it only takes like five minutes to make. It's actually super fast. Like I've got it down to the science. An egg, smoked salmon, toast. An egg. It's, it's not like I'm smoking the salmon a dish. I, well, I'd imagine <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah, you do that on the weekend. <laughs> you, everybody knows Sean smokes his salmon on your smoke shack. <laughs> I used to. Uh, I grew up in Alaska. And there was like in the villages, they would have like smoke shacks and just be filled with smoked salmon. It was so good. I find it to be too salty. You smoked would. salmon? <laughs> yeah, in general. Yeah, you would. That's a, that's, I'm trying to avoid sweeping generalizations, but I'm finding as I'm trying to avoid them how much I make them. Mm, you sure do. All the time. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. You, you make the most generalizations. <laughs> that's a typical Sean joke. So I met this woman who works for Google, who, um, or so she said, I mean, who's to know? I met her at a bar and we were all kind of drunk, so it might not have been. But she said that she would try and help me in my endeavor to be sponsored by Pacifico. Hmm. Cool. Because I figure like Dos Equis has that most interesting man who they've retired and gotten like a younger version. So it's like Pacifico might want to hop on board and get like an alternate because like you could what does specifico have now uh now they just have a bunch of like young people piling into a van and going to california oh okay Mm. that's like basically what their whole motif is like people are surfing or like making fires on the beach or generally enjoying life which like come on what reality are you living in um but but uh, you know, I kind of figure like they would want kind of like how Verizon had that one guy who was saying, are we, or no, not, are we there yet? <laughs> uh, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? And then Sprint stole him. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That Sprint did that. That's what? That Sprint did that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm figuring like maybe, cause you don't call me the most interesting man in the world or whatever, but you call me like, uh, yeah, not even your mom does that. No. My mom actually has very little interest in like what I'm up to. Like she's just like, "Oh yeah, did you sell your truck yet?" Okay, done. Speaking of which, are we recording right now? We've been recording. Perfect. Um, if anyone wants to buy a 2003 Ford Ranger, 
It's a manual transmission. Um, I'll lower the price to twenty nine hundred. Man, wow, save a hundred bucks. Huh? Makes me want it even more. Yeah, it is a manual. It's a manual. I did not realize that. Oh yeah, it's a manual six cylinder. How so. many gears is that? Oh, it's five gear. Five gear. Does it go? Does it have like the L gear? What is L? Uh, when you tow something. I think the, that'd be like uh, four wheels have a L gear. Yeah, it's a two wheel drive. Oh, you only have two wheels on this truck? <laughs> no, I mean it has four wheels. <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah, uh, not interested. Okay, well, hard pass, hard pass, hard pass, um, hard pass on the truck. Well, if any of our two listeners are interested in a truck, there might be two listeners interested in a truck. Yeah, they're just not listening to us. <laughs> Perfect. Or your truck. Uh, cool. Uh, who are we, we here with today? Now you're looking at me. I am Sean. Sean, Sean Wilcox. I, you think? I think so. That's really every moment is just anyone's guess. Nice. Well, what do you do, Sean? Um, I work part-time at a restaurant. Okay. Serving. Um, the rest of my time, I work currently not getting paid for my work, but I spend a lot of effort um, building an art space uh, near downtown Tucson. Oh, is that the one over here at that? Is it Sheffield? Steinfeld. Oh, Sheffield's from the nanny. It's recently been playing a lot on Cozy. I don't know if you guys watch Cozy a lot. What is Cozy? It's uh, like 13.2 on the digital channels. Hmm. Wait, like, why are there I, decimals? Because uh, there's digital channels now. They they killed all the analog waves. Uh, Obama did that. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. No, there's like a big airwave. They like uh, needed all the airwaves for communications, and then TV went all digital instead of analog signals. So your bunny ears don't work anymore, but you have to get that digital box. Right. That is semi- it's a different type of antenna, but it still works. So you get channel 13, so you can watch your uh, NCIS all you want. Thursday nights at 7. <laughs> But like every morning at 9 a.m., they also have 13.2, which plays Perry Mason, the original series. So you can watch Perry Mason every morning. And then Matlock and then Diagnosis Murder. See, that, that sounds far more preferable than the NCIS. I, I'm, well, everyone's, everyone loves Mike Hyman. That's generally because the people who are watching... Uh, Perry Mason and Matlock are asleep by the time NCIS comes on. No, they're usually in bed right after NCIS. Oh, directly after NCIS. At 8 o'clock. Okay. Four hours after dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Um, Yeah, so I've I've known Sean for uh, quite a bit of time, but recently uh he invited me to this event so i went to the first the i think the was that the formal opening or was that the kind of the yeah, soft I'd, opening you would call it no i'd call it the first official opening it wasn't it was the first time we had any type of event so it, okay. i would say that's our that was our opening though some were considering this most recent event as our debut so it kind of falls in between even though they were five months apart uh-huh and uh, and this it's called subspace. Yes. Okay. At the Steinfeld Steinfeld warehouse, warehouse. not Sheffield, <laughs> not the Sheffield warehouse. Um, and and kind of the the interesting and the majority of the reason why I wanted to or we wanted you to have you on, um, 
was because there was kind of a transformation, at least as far as I can see it, in your perspective from that one event to the most recent event I uh, stopped in. Mm -hmm. And I think the difference in that was, is that when you first, because I think around the time you started, or not conceptualizing the idea, but around the time you were getting more involved in, in the project or like you started getting involved and you can correct me on this timeline because I have a very loose understanding of how this all happened. Of course. Um, you were looking to be a part of something and now uh, you've taken on kind of more of an ownership role. Roughly speaking, I've, I think I've taken more of an ownership responsibilities, uh-huh. but it's still a collective. We're sure. All, we all have equal roles to a point. You know? so, so why don't you tell me about subspace in general and then I can try and wrap my mind around like how, <laughs> how this all actually panned out. <laughs> right. So, I mean, basically, we are a collective of artists um, that rent space that we've uh, upgraded to be studio space in a basement, um, hence the name, subspace. Uh, so uh, you're, not, you're not on the... Top level? No. You're just in the subspace. Just in the subspace. I oh, get it. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. <laughs> Wait, so what Wait. goes on in the upstairs? Uh, there's other art spaces, uh, people running studios. They do events upstairs as well. People sometimes rent it for weddings, I think. And, you know, other. I've seen somebody do a big dinner up there. Uh huh. Like, so they do stuff, stuff, stuff. You know, the whole, the whole building is for art. Uh, do you guys mind running solo for a minute? Yeah, you want to? Because I know Jaime is getting rained out right now, and he needs my help to break down everything. Oh, oh, shit. So it's starting to rain. Yeah, go do your thing. So it'll be like 30 minutes. Totally. We'll have this uh, sign sealed and delivered by then. <laughs> yeah. All right. Or maybe not. Um, Good luck. I will be back to interject hilarious comments after the rain. We'll miss you. Bye. <laughs> Perfect. Now we can... Uh, we can talk about Jared Fogel. I know. That's all we really wanted to talk about this whole time. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So, so the upstairs space is kind of just like a, a rented uh, like location. Uh, a good chunk of the upstairs is available for events, which uh, okay. it, we could use as part of our events as well. Uh-huh. Generally, we like to keep to our own area because we can set it up how we how we need it. And, uh-huh. Um, so the downstairs portion, uh, how did you get involved with like these these people in the first place? Because I remember you starting to uh, you started to I I don't know what you would call it like manage uh, Aaron. I think that's is is that the right term? I would say that's the right term. Yeah. So so an artist Aaron Wegner, right? Th- does he go by the full name? Am Aaron I, Michael Wegner. Aaron Michael uh, as an artist. Okay, so a Tucson artist, Aaron Michael Wegner, I seem to recall that you, before subspace was a thing, you started to manage him in general and also kind of start to uh, promote or like, or kind of uh, start to see what you could do to sell, to move his stuff. Right. Um, he has, he is a debut artist. His very first piece is incredible, like absolutely for being his first piece was like inspiring and mm-hmm. it inspired me to like not only want to help him but take it on other aspects of the art world as you like to 
ask me about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. I'm like, how's, how's the art world, how's Sean? The art world? Um, and it's, it's like a seven foot tall, um, hunter gatherer carrying home the kill for the day. Uh, big deer on his back, uh, made completely out of twisted rebar with braised, uh, copper and a vine made out of copper that's been patinaed green uh wait i'm sorry what was that a vine patinaed patina what's that um a patina is a. I guess this isn't really relevant but i'm i'm just intellectually curious i mean to make it's a thin layer that uh comes upon something over Uh, time usually okay Uh, you can chemically induce it and so there's a patina on the top of a pool i believe if it sits long enough it'll get that like thin layer that like green but okay yeah not necessarily green usually it's referring to metal patina like the copper turns that green layer on the outside Uh but you can uh brush it off and it's still copper gotcha um the oxidizing aspect of that's what happens to the copper and that's how he made it the vine look green okay so he chemically did it rather than waiting Mm -hmm. um but anyway, having made this metalwork sculpture, having never really, he learned, he taught himself how to weld about a year and a half before he started this piece. Mm-hmm. Um, complete YouTube certification. Nice. YouTube University is a thing. It is. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's clear evidence of that. That's uh, sitting in subspace right now, <laughs> greeting people at the door. Yeah, yeah. Um, so subspace kind of came along. I, it was just uh, serendipity. Kind of a friend, a friend of mine from high school, Brett Brimmer, who's also a local creator, does has web comic, Super Mega Comics, and kickstarted his own uh, board game. Uh, has done other f- successful kickstarting. Uh-huh. Um, his sister and her partner basically just kind of dreamed up the idea of making a collective and trying to get people together to rent space so that they had space outside their home to create. Right. You know, I don't know about you, but when you're sitting at home in your room, or even if you have a little office set up, like it's just not, it's, it's hard to be creative sometimes. Like see, looking at the same walls you've always looked at and especially the people in, in the group don't necessarily have another room for right to right devote to art yeah um so this kind of came together as a way a cheap way for us to have space to create outside of our homes yeah and i i think also for for myself personally it's it's like that weird thing where if i try and do it any writing inside the home i've got tv or a bunch of other shit i've got my dog i've got you know there's a whole bunch of stuff a million distractions whereas even if i go trek down to the starbucks that's just right down the street i can get into my flow state a whole lot easier because there i i've streamlined the whole process like i've got caffeine in one hand and my laptop right there and i'm just like jamming out it's, mm-hmm. it's totally it's a different an entirely different thing absolutely so this started as something where uh you were not only creating there but i think also uh I at least, uh, I always am looking for something to kind of 
I, it's it's been something that's been a common theme on the podcast uh, very often where I am always feeling as though I don't feel official at something or I can't give myself a title or like when I'm trying to start my own business or when I'm trying to do anything like that. Uh, I feel as though I can't do any of that if it's like, oh, I'm working out of my home. You know what I mean? So it's it's sort of like it brings this natural justification, which most people probably don't, or actually most people probably do care about that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you shouldn't. That's the, that's the number one thing. But I think that also kind of gives an air because not only is it a place for you to create, but it's also a place for you to display and a place for you to, I mean, ultimately, if the goal is to sell, it gives you a place to sell also, which is like outside of like bringing people to your home, which in my in my head at least which is probably not the way that people should think but in my head that like oh man i'm already dropping my value if i just have like some rinky dink website and then my house or like you know whatever yeah yeah presentation is key like mm-hmm. and i've always touted that whether i'm at the restaurant or in an art space like if you're if you get a piece of food from the kitchen that's delivered hand delivered to you at your table and you look at it and it just like has these brown tones and it's kind of fallen over mm-hmm. and you look at that, you already don't like it. It right. like, looks messed up. You, you, you haven't even did tasted with it. it like you haven't tasted it yet, but it, it's not going to taste You're not good. Gonna, yeah. 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 But if you get something and it just looks incredible, it could be pretty mediocre. Mm-hmm. You know? And this is, I think is an accepted theory, but I repeat it because I find it to be true. Yeah. So doing something out of your house, the presentation isn't there. Like it doesn't look professional. If you're trying to sell something, right? Exactly. You, you can work from home, but like getting other people to come there is a totally different. Sure, sure. So, so this space was initially created. You are uh, kind of having this as an area to create, perhaps even an area to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were involved from the get-go you were involved in kind of setting up this space and getting everyone uh kind of oriented and all that kind of stuff when did this change from because originally you also had set up a space for yourself in order to create and then also for uh aaron michael wagner i I always fuck up people's names that's right aaron michael wagner just call him aaron okay well yeah okay aaron and um and uh and brett and etc like everyone everyone kind of got into their own space but when did you kind of uh take take kind of i mean ownership is kind of the wrong word but but it's kind of the principle what i mean like Mm -hmm. when did that kind of transition for you uh to where you're now well i i guess what i mean to say because i don't want to bury the lead here like you have been doing a whole lot more there of, of recently like when i spoke to you last i went to uh the i guess the official opening or I guess a fundraiser event or it was a fundraiser event. Okay, yes. sure. Cause we're entirely self-funded broke artists. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, of course. Um, and you were just like talking to me about all the stuff you're doing there and you're kind of simultaneously, it seems like you're, um, artist creative, but also a little bit managerial, but also a little bit like operations. Like wh- what exactly have you been up to there? Uh, yeah, I think that's, a little bit of all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what keeps me interested. Yeah. Um, I kind of hard for me to f- focus totally on one type of job for too long. Sure. Um, so being able to like put together an event, say mm-hmm. like that's kind of what I've been up to of late there was spearheading this event and taking the lead 
uh, on the event took on all all of those other roles. Uh, we had to get the space up to snuff in a way that was presentable to people. Sure, yeah. Like, that people will want to come back, people will talk about it, like, uh, they will be interested uh, in a way to display the sculpture, display everyone else's art. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's how it was the debut for us, was that everyone had their piece in it. Like, people had things of their own to display where things that we've done in the past have been, you know, guest exhibitions, yeah, uh, yeah. an exhibition of a single member, um, things that, you know, little dance parties and things like that. As sure. Well. Sure. You know, take whatever funds you can get. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, so it was the debut in that sense. Uh, and so I put together a little art auction. So that was really interesting experience for me to like, take that step of organizing, like really shaking people down for, like donations. Right. Yeah. Now, now you're actually trying to get kind of a fiscal return on. Yeah. yeah. Um, and let somebody else deal with the music. Cause I don't, I would like to learn more about, you know, the local music scene or how to put together a show, like how that went, but totally somebody else in our group is part of a local band. Uh-huh. Mute Swan. Um, shout out Mute Swan. Yeah. Um, so he kind of took care of the musical aspect and the stage outside and like being able to delegate those things sure, yeah, helped a lot, but I still had my f- touch on m- pretty much everything else, which yeah, yeah. like got me really excited. Mm-hmm. I, I was able to put a lot of my time and energy into the space and be like excited to wake up every day. Like I have to go work at subspace, but it's like, this is my choice. It, it's the job that I took on. Right. It's, it's almost like that, uh, that, that old hat quote, like what well, I'm paraphrasing of course, but, uh, it's, it's like if you, uh, work on something you love, you never work a day in your life or some shit like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so what I found really was really interesting about, um, that is because I, I don't know how long I've known you, but for like a, a amount of time, a good amount of time, like it's not, more than years. three to four years, but less than ten, we'll say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a rough. <laughs> that's a rough figure. Um, I agree. Yeah, uh, like you, you uh, taught me how to serve. For instance, you trained me at uh, the Aussie Cantina, which doesn't not exist serve, anymore. Not surf. I have. I don't know how no, to surf. No, no surfing involved. Just serving. Uh, but what I kind of found was really interesting, and uh, uh, was I guess what people are calling a pivot. Mm-hmm. Um, in that you have this main source of income for yourself and then you found something like you got kind of oriented, uh, with Aaron, a longtime friend also. Right. And you got kind of oriented in that. And then you kind of dipped your toe by, and this is of course my analysis of the, the, the turn of events from the outside. Of course, like I, I obviously don't have the intimate details of like actually living <laughs> this. Yeah. And you know, the intimate details aren't, aren't that interesting probably. So. Sure. Sure. <laughs> um, but, uh, but you, you kind of dipped your toe when you got involved with kind of managing Aaron and seeing like, okay, can I get him involved in a gallery? Can I get him sold on this? Can I get him involved in an auction? Can, you know, whatever you kind of dipped your toe there. Then this opportunity came around uh, where another kind of acquaintance, I guess we could say, uh, 
was was thinking up this idea for this art collective and you dove on that and then not only did you then get Aaron involved in that and get yourself involved in that but now you're kind of pivoting again or or at least like maximizing that pivot by uh by kind of taking more ownership of the operations the managerial aspect and kind of like you're really pursuing getting involved in all these different aspects of that mm-hmm. is that something that you I mean, I would imagine that that's just kind of life. Like, that's not something that you just set out to do from the get-go. But maybe I'm wrong. Uh, which set out towards what end? What do you... Like, as in, when you saw what was going on with Aaron mm-hmm. and, and you were going to help him out with these sorts of things because you have it... Obviously, you know how to sell. And that, that's kind of, I think, where it, that started. I mean, I thought, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of, you know how to, you intrinsically know how to sell, and that's kind of where that started. Right. Were you anticipating this kind of a shift, or did this kind of happen more organically? It was definitely more organic. Um, I had an idea of what it would be like and what it would take and, you know, what I would be capable of and, you know, where the markets would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Of course, I wasn't totally right. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, but taking the opportunities as they came, uh, definitely with this newfound inspiration and like something to do mm-hmm. that uh, got me going. Uh, th- when the things came, that's kind of lost my train of thought i'm sorry that's okay that's a, this this is like a free form like you don't you don't have to worry about like keeping to any talking points or anything yeah but no i do want to address your question still i mean essentially i think what you were getting at uh, like i was asking uh you you were saying you didn't have the immediate intention from the get-go that this was kind of more of an organic progression but when you saw the chips sort of falling where they were that that was if I'm interpreting this correctly, that that was sort of like you were seeing a path kind of moving in in the future, sort of. Yeah. It was a, a whole new... Because I can't expect there to be a path, but it was a whole new branch, right? Like yeah. It could go in any number of ways. It could blow up. Uh, so knowing, knowing, planning for the contingency of each thing blowing up uh, it can kind of help guide it guide those things away from those uh problem areas where, yeah like yeah inner real and like with this collective you know inner interrelational we all actually work together really well and we all like each other and we're not all necessarily like the best of friends but you know that doesn't happen overnight no yeah um but they are like a family to me but being able to push things away from catastrophe Uh from from my perspective Mm -hmm. is like kind of what I've seen myself as being a part of a part of the group kind of like seeing problem areas before they're a problem and addressing those problems um, kind of essentially like because you have a little bit more of a knack than anyone else in the group uh, for foresight, 
or for these natural kind of sticking points in developing, you know, what one would call a, a business of sorts, or like you're, you're running something, you're running a space, you're running a location, and you're ultimately trying to sell or trying to create, there's an end product in mind. Because you have a little bit more intrinsic sense of foresight, you naturally kind of, in, in the attempt to sway people from or sway the entire collective essentially from these sticking points and from these like areas where things could blow up and go wrong you kind of naturally assumed a, a sort of a, a key role right yeah like in being just being willing to speak up because that that's kind of the i see myself kind of in a leadership role mm -hmm. however there's no leaders there's no you know, there's, there's no, no like set president. hierarchy there yeah. is no set hierarchy we yeah. we don't like we can't accomplish everything anything unless we're all on board mm -hmm. um any event we have any new members like it, everything goes for a vote yeah um, i don't democracy is a wonderful thing <laughs> uh, but it can come up with gridlock yeah so yeah we've, absolutely. we've come up we've come to walls at certain points and had to overcome them but i also think that's what made us stronger like, yeah totally well i guess the first question is do you have like a do you have an even number of members or voting members or do you have an odd number oh uh, we don't do majority it's at first we did uh straight all uh consensus total consensus oh you need a 100 percent uh, okay. that's how we originally did and that worked when we had six or seven people uh -huh. actually surprisingly even with six or seven people we were really? able to come to consensus but that's surprising um, as we grew larger it became pretty onerous to yeah. try to get everyone on board even to just get everyone to make a vote much less you know because everyone has different schedules yeah of course of course yeah um so getting everyone together in the same is room impossible. is yeah, yeah virtually impossible i think i think chris can attest to that he's uh when he's putting together these uh, films and especially this last short film, I feel like uh, he's been trying to like cast for a little while mm -hmm. uh, and it's been difficult because he's trying to like manage all these different people's uh, uh, calendars and manage all these people's uh, schedules. Yeah. Yeah. It's, crazy. it's virtually impossible to get anything done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we need a little soundboard with like clever quips from Chris yeah yeah you're right we need to that's too much man and like <laughs> well you can sit on it like we just need some of the, although i don't think those are things he says i'm trying to remember things he says but It'd now i'm almost be better if they're if they weren't things that he said you know yeah totally unexpected yeah you know what after we're done with this uh we should definitely just record some sound bites out of him for for specifically occasions like this mm -hmm. where he has to break down something in the rain and then we can just like hit those buttons to have him chime in with like things all right <laughs> hello and welcome anyways um well so do you see yourself kind of uh because the part i think we were actually just talking about this at uh the bar we may or may not have had a couple of drinks before we, we uh, sat down um can't prove it yeah you can't prove shit um uh, but we were just talking about this, about how I kind of feel that the traditional job has, is sort of in decline. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing so many more people being entrepreneurial of sorts. And that's kind of what I'm seeing out of this. And the specific thing that I think separates what you're doing from what uh, 
a lot of other people are doing, for instance, is that you didn't just like fall into a role and now you're uh, being where your feet are, so to speak. Like you started doing, like you naturally assumed kind of more of a leadership role within this collective of how many people? I think we are 12 now. Okay. So you, you um, started assuming this more leadership role and like conducting like, all right, let's, how do we draw people in for votes and how do we make sure we organize an event and how do I organize a uh, auction and how do we an auction an auction? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll edit that in post. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, learning and actually doing this stuff. And you were telling me like how you were actually doing, you know, some like light electrical stuff and like getting things all. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're really trying to soak up as much as you can well, in terms of like learning experiences. And that's kind of what, what I'm interested in is how, especially in sort of such a creative field, how you're approaching a kind of non-traditional role, but then making that into as much as you can. Uh, is that something like, is that something you consciously like manifested to do? So, I mean, you were talking about how you sort of like fell into it, but is that ultimately your goal with the subspace or, uh, do you have an end goal even? Uh, I don't. I'm not, that's kind of how I fell into subspace. Right. Like, um, the, the, what I like about it is I can take on all these different roles. Right. right? Yeah. Like for this last event, I was, I took lead, which is the first time I've done something like that. Like taking on so much responsibility. Usually mm. I'm just a solid support. Like, I'm there to help you. What do you need? Yeah, yeah. Um, which gives me an opportunity to do things that I wouldn't normally be able to do. And each each opportunity that comes along is a learn, either a learning experience or a reaffirming experience. Sure. Um, losing my train of thought a lot. That's all right. You got to quit smoking the pot. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, for... Because I think something that I struggle with and I've continually struggled with is that I get super verklempt about uh, like, you know, I mean, you know, my background, you know who my parents are, you know, like I'm, I'm very stuck in this idea of a very traditional job role in this job format. Right. And I have a hard time. Like I end up going for very safe routes in, in a lot of the things I do. Um, like I enjoy my work now and I think it's really, it's like career building and all that sort of thing, but it's also not really paving anything or creating something for myself, which is ultimately my end goal. Like that's, that's actually where I want to be, but I'm so risk averse that I have a hard time kind of, uh, approaching ideas or like, or letting these opportunities come to me because what happened with you, like you said, was very organic. You, uh, you had this, kind of general smaller idea that you were working around and then that kind of ramped its way up and that just happens as a matter of opportunity right uh like i guess i have way i have the ways that i want it to go right so i have this i have the mindset to make it bigger mm-hmm. like i have the i have ideas but it they don't aren't necessarily going to work out right um and subspace as far as my end goal as you asked before uh, specifically with subspace, I can't quite imagine where we're going to be in another year. Right. Sure. Um, we've come such a long way in the last year that you're not I, sure I how this is going to scale. I, I don't know. Right. How's it going to scale? Are we at the point 
yet where we like just calm down and people just have cheap studios like are we going to keep building and become a more of a name like a venue not really like totally a venue we don't want to do that but mm-hmm. uh like where i'm headed here is my goal has been a while for like that last event we had three different bands had an art auction we had art for sale we had uh, refreshments like i want to have multiple disciplines coming together in our community space and like really focusing on getting our resident artists um working together on collaborative efforts and getting the community as a whole to come work with us collaboratively Mm -hmm. um and kind of mixing media so you're looking to in a in a and, a and I don't mean to paraphrase you in any way because I don't want to like miscommunicate the uh, the idea but <clears throat> you're you're looking to kind of take and, and I think th- and that's exactly kind of what we're keying in on here mm-hmm. right is that you started as a member but now if your ideas can fly and if you're really gelling people together, which I really think goes with your uh, intrinsic ability to sell a little bit, because what are you doing if you're not like selling your ideas to other people? Right. Right. Um, you're, you're taking the uh, kind of outline of, of what a uh, subspace sort of started as or what the rudimentary idea was and kind of flushing it out a little more. You're kind of stretching and, uh, you know, could be a venue space. Like you could have regular shows there and you could have like a not bar lounge because I mean, do you have a, actually, you know what? Maybe that's not something we should bring up on anything that anyone would listen to, but like, do you, do you have a liquor license or do you have to do things like that? Or is that kind of just a, uh, that's just there, a matter of curiosity. Is, yeah. I mean, let's forgo that question. <laughs> let's move that's, on. That's a gray area. Okay. Like, sure. Probably not include this yeah, yeah, part, yeah. but just for your awareness, um, there is no liquor license. It is, we provide, it is a private event and we provide refreshments uh-huh. for free. Okay. Uh, we, oh, do you not, take donations. We do not right. sell or I see, I see, anything. I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you would like to donate to us or, you know, tip or whatever, um, that is the basis with it's which an outside we run. Yeah, yeah. It's a private party. Like if if you went over to a friend's house, a friend's party, yeah, and there was booze there, you'd you'd drink it, you'd take it. Yeah, like hey, can I chip in? Like, can I chip in for? Yeah, you know, not or, even that. Yeah, like no, you just if you're if you're going to a stranger's house party, you're just crashing it, and you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we might be doing that this very evening. <laughs> um, well, cool. Like I, I just sort of. I'm inspired, I guess I could say, by the idea of kind of being open to an opportunity and then uh, kind of stretching that out and seeing how far that plays out. Uh, is is the ultimate goal for that to kind of be your uh, your career of sorts, I guess you could say? Like, uh, um, I have thought, mm-hmm. I have put thoughts into that. Mm-hmm. Um, being so hard to really nail down where this is all going. Sure, yeah, um, it's kind of mercurial, and it's very mercurial because I am one of twelve people that right. dictate how, how things, how things happen. And yeah, you know, I 
I have my say and I'm respected and but also as does everybody else. Um, so I, I see this as a great opportunity because it is giving me those experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've never wanted to be a manager at the restaurants that I've worked at yeah, because it didn't, it, uh, none of it appealed to me. I did it at a restaurant we both worked at and it fucking sucked. I can tell you that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I look to those people that I trust experience yeah. in, in <laughs> those areas. And, you know, I think I would be a fantastic manager. Yeah. I can talk to people and I'm Frank and, you know, people might, People aren't going to get their feelings hurt, right? I thought you were Sean. I'm Frank. <laughs> um, Remember, each each moment could be anything. Right. Were we talking about Alan Watts? <laughs> no. <laughs> Never mind. We'll <laughs> moving on. Um, uh, so, this is definitely, say, something that's going on a resume. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, Because it could be any. It can develop into a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that I have to show for rather than just being at the restaurant for five years. Right. Yeah. And which is its own, (laughs) you know, like own piece on the resume. Yeah. People want loyalty. Loyalty. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, but this is kind of transformative and it's, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit more like kind of getting yourself involved in a different industry that can go in a million different directions as I think we're, we're kind of acknowledging here. Right. Um, so do you have any, and you know, so it's kind of funny that we're having this conversation like right now because it is so open-ended. Totally. But but that's that's actually but it like is part why of the pivot. Yeah, that, that's that's intentional because for me that pivot is the hardest part. You know what I mean? Like I feel like you see all these speakers or all these people talking about you know everything in post, right? They they talk about things like, uh, do you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is? No. He and I have like reviewed. Uh, we we have mixed feelings about him, but he's he's this guy who now is like a mogul in business. It's not even really clear what he does, but he's like all over Instagram saying like, "Oh, you gotta hustle and just like hustle all the time, grind, love the grind, blah blah blah." Like all these catchphrases and all these buzzwords and like things like that, right? Mm-hmm. But he's saying all these things in post because obviously these things require a lot of hard work and you whatever. But the parts that he isn't acknowledging are like those first steps, which I think are the crucial parts for me. Like that's where I'm breaking down. You see what I mean? And to you, it was organic. This was just like a progression of just like something that sort of happened. But that requires something and grabbed at it. Yeah. And that's that's exactly why this is the time that we're talking to you. This is Mm -hmm. no accident. You know what I mean? It's the same thing that, you know. Chris went to film school and then so the obvious transition is like, you know, go to like start making films or start doing it. But a lot of his peers, and this is where we'd be pressing the 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 soundboard for him to, you know, whatever, a lot of his peers get into like commercial work and do whatever. But it's like Chris wants to make movies. He wanted to make movies. So he is doing that. You know, there's a certain boldness there to just be like, okay, yeah, you know, I don't know exactly where this pans out and how it goes, but like it's it's sort of what they call the ineffable like entrepreneurial spirit is like oh no i'm gonna create something Mm -hmm. and so it was kind of that idea that you cut your work week basically in half such that you could structure yourself about this opportunity that's presenting itself 
I mean, for you, you're saying that's organic. Do you have any advice for somebody who's a little bit more like stick in the mud type like myself who who uh, kind of like I'm, I'm so a little bit rigid? Like, was there anything in particular uh, you've kind of opened yourself up over time or, you know, how, are, you're obviously a little bit more creative with your approach to, you know, what your work is or what your, you know, life is or what that sort of thing. Yeah. And, and it definitely helped having a flexible schedule. Yeah. Like I don't totally. know if I could have done it with the nine to five. Yeah. I don't never had a nine to five, but I don't <laughs> imagine that they can just be like, uh, I'm not going to work Monday or Tuesday anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's precisely what um, sort of Chris and I addressed was it's sort of like, well, you can't say that, you know, all right, I'm going to just kind of do this, but my main focus is that with the nine to five, like maybe potentially you can, but it seems a little bit difficult. Yeah. Because a side hustle is, is its own full-time job. Yeah. Making it, making it grow, especially. Making, yeah. Like, especially like, the first year. And that's kind of, that's what I did was like giving it, I had to commit the time over, like I had to not just give it a month, you know, mm-hmm. to give it an extended period of time because there's going to be ups and downs and sure. like the downs are going to last longer than <laughs> you want them to. But like sometimes the giveth to... seems disproportionate to the taken. <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> so it's even if you just have to schedule it out, um, working, like, what do you, what do you want to do? I'll ask the questions here. Damn it. Now, um, <laughs> no, like I, I've just been, I've been talking to Chris. And so, so this is to give sort of a, a background. Um, Chris and I both do independent things, but we end up sort of in a, in a sense sort of working together and that manifested in the form of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in a lot of other different ways too. Um, but essentially what I was trying to do is like, I'm very uh, like, I guess the things that you would say in an, in an interview or what you would say on your resume or whatever is that I'm very detail oriented and I actually really enjoy that process. Like, uh, like what I do in my work now, the reason why I thought this was uh, a good move for me in a sense was that what I do now is like, I'm very oriented on one person's goals, the sales reps intentions, and then like the contract in between. And I have to like have every detail of that oriented such that everyone's getting the maximum out of what they want. So basically what I do is I optimize this contract so that the customer is getting the most out of what they want. And that w- the business is also getting the most out of what they want. Mm-hmm. And that kind of laid the foundation of like what I actually want to do, which is to help. I, I think they like, there's a ter- there's a general term incubator, but mm-hmm. I want to help uh, grow small businesses, like basically optimize their pro- processes from, you know, bottom up or mm-hmm. top down or however you want to, <laughs> however you want to approach it. And, um, and kind of just not, actually run it and not actually but basically make make things more optimal and help things grow and would this be something set aside from consulting it would be a consulting business yeah exactly um but i always have a hard time committing to something outside of like a very traditional job format Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so that's kind of where my interest in speaking with you was because you're you're 
successful in your, or at least from the outside, it certainly seems that way. You're successful in your approach to kind of like get what you want out of things. And, and you're also almost on the fly. Like as things are uh, manifesting to you, you seize those opportunities, but then also transform them into what you need. And that kind of falls back into, again, what we were talking earlier about honesty. Yeah. Right. So in, in every, almost honest to a fault and every moment that I like, I take that I'm honest with what I want mm-hmm. to like, mm-hmm. I'm honest with myself and with what I want. So if some, if that opportunity comes along, like I can reach out and like work with it, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it doesn't work out, but like taking that step to being completely honest in every moment is like you would need to see that opportunity as it came and really want it right sure yeah Um, or or appreciate its full value right and if you're going to create that opportunity like being fully present so like laying it out like you just did Mm -hmm. and being reminded of that all the time like keeping that focus can be difficult for me at times oh totally and you know well i mean this was only a recent development that i was able to be like oh yeah that's what i want to do mm-hmm. like i didn't have the full idea or i didn't want to say the full idea because i thought it was dumb or like right. you know things like that yeah there's a recent development mm-hmm. but that's you know that's kind of that's where the rubber meets the road for you or i think so okay right because you didn't want to say it right or like you weren't yeah. even being honest. Like maybe it was in there somewhere, but uh-huh. it took you saying it out loud to really make it, uh, into a real goal of yours. So now it can actually be actionable. Now it can be actionable. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, so for you, kind of the first step is, maybe you don't have it like completely hammered out, but being okay with knowing that you don't have it completely hammered out, but knowing that there are those things that you want and like, you just are going to uh, approach them and approach them honestly. Right. Okay. And you can't either, you can't hammer it out. You'll be hammering forever until it's it's unrecognizable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So you you have to be okay. Like with the failure, mm -hmm. Um, hedging your bets is, you know, always a good plan. I think. But there's no perfect plan. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, that's for me, it's uh, at least, you know, kind of uh, hedging my bets between a more traditional job format with a 401k and the whole, like, you know, the, the trappings of that. And then kind of doing something that I know I would actually enjoy more and possibly there's that possibility of that untapped potential that like, okay, if I really do something that like, like what you were saying earlier, um, when, when you were like, well, you know, it doesn't really feel like it's the work I chose. So it's not exactly the same as like going to, uh, like the job at the restaurant, for instance, Mm -hmm. like that's, that's what you do as a necessity in Mm -hmm. in a sense. But when it's not something that it's just a necessity, it's also a desire. Then that kind of transforms and, you know, now, like for instance, what I'm seeing out of you is a lot of like 
reaching out and stretching and growing in a way that you know was probably here to f- heretofore unknown yeah <laughs> i was like stumbling through that one um and so it's like there's also the potential of that like for me it's like okay well i'm very used to these traditional job roles and i feel very uncomfortable flexing out of them but if i were able to commit what if you know and reaching out and working towards something also brings in other opportunities yeah well like opportunities will keep coming at you if you take on opportunity mm-hmm. so so these things beget beget i think that's a biblical word <laughs> it is <laughs> i think so opportunity begets further opportunity i think so yeah okay um that's that's really interesting and i have been come kind of coming to that conclusion myself over a period of time because as i've been kind of more exploratory like for instance i was just recently talking with chris about we went to a 10 west fest do you do uh yeah i I, we talked about it a little bit i wanted to go yeah i'd I'd still want to go yeah i uh, i forget what time of the year that was i feel like it was fall so it should be upcoming right I, I think well, because spring. I moved away from Tucson in January, so it couldn't have been. Anyways, whatever. Um, and it felt hot, but of course it's always fucking hot here, so who knows. Um, but we went there, and when I stopped saying, because I, I kept like almost, uh, I kept almost apologizing for like, or like, oh, you know, it's a dumb idea, but you know, whatever. As soon as I stopped doing that, people were actually really like. I was even talking, do you remember Fours, the the design mm-hmm. shop? Like I was speaking to someone from there and they were actually like interested in what I was wanting to do. And like, oh yeah, we actually, we could totally need somebody like that. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, there might actually be some legs to this. You know what I mean? But it took me actually like introducing myself at like feeling like I was a professional. And, and so that's also kind of, that was the transformation of subspace. You know what I mean? As opposed to like, you're trying to market Aaron and you know market his his artwork right out of your home or out of you know, whatever it's yeah like now we kind of have an air of professionalism even if that's even Le- if that's just like how it needs to present itself yeah but that changed the legitimacy is there to a sense even if it's just to me yeah that matters that that ends up manifesting in a, in a different sort of way yes interesting interesting man well uh I don't know how long we've been going, but I feel like it's been at least 45 minutes. Uh, any any plugs, anything coming up, anything uh, anything about subspace you want to get out there? Uh, I mean, obviously, you guys are growing. We are growing. Um, I think we have room for one or two other members. Oh, um, cool. So subspace mainly is a workspace. That's what our main goal is, but we do other events. We need to build up the space because it was in a state of disrepair when we moved in. Yeah, totally. Um, but what part of part of what keeps it affordable is us like renovating the space a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um so if if you want to contact us about possible membership or working out with if you have an idea for an event that you don't know where or how, like maybe we can work with you there. Mm-hmm. Um you can reach us at subspace Tucson at Gmail. Or on Instagram, subspace Tucson. Yeah. Um, so, and the best part I think is if if it has space for one or two more members, is that you can really become a part of like actually growing that community or like turning it into something more than than you know or something more that you want it to be. 
Yeah, and it's, actually, it's sort of flexible in that way. It sort of just occurred to me that um, the property manager is so like keen on what we're doing that he offered us another another space in a different building across the street. It'd oh, be sure. Another sixty three hundred more square feet. So you're telling me you're already expanding? Potentially, it's we're doing negotiations. Okay, it is also dependent on getting other members to fill in those extra square feet. Is, that, is that one called the Sheffield Building? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's how we could have used the soundboard. We were talking about how we need to create a Chris Scott soundboard. Oh, just like uh huh. So uh-huh. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, with more little like quips. Yeah, well. like little okay, little okay, quippy lines. <laughs> um, but but he's back. Uh, that's anyone who knows me knows I love a sweet negosh. So uh, negotiate all day. Yeah. And that's another opportunity for me. Like really like negotiating down really what we're going to be paying and what we're going to be expected to do. And beautiful. 54 minutes. Um, yeah. Do you, do you, uh, do you have any uh, questions, comments, concerns for our friend Sean here? Oh uh, yeah. What did I, what did I miss? Um, really not much. I don't know. Not much. Not much. We, we were kind of mostly talking about how uh, this was a pivot point for him and how you have to be open to those sorts of things because, oh, like, okay. you know me, like I'm very uh, closed off in terms of like letting myself explore opportunity and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, know. I, I guess I just need to go back and listen to what happened. Yeah. I guess opportunity begets opportunity. I think. Is I the, think that was the tagline. Yeah. yeah. That's that, the I think that's the title too. That's the we title. Can, <laughs> we can cut it, print it, sell it. Yeah. That was a. Was a good one. Everything worked out with Jaime? Uh, yeah, it was raining when I got there. And so, I don't know. When you work these events with like screening in the park, uh-huh. everybody wants to help, but their help is really bad. Hmm. Yeah, because it's, they're disassembling they're like, things. Ah. Yeah. Like these two old guys wanted to take the screen down, and they were taking off the last screws you should take off. First? First. first. Oh. And like the screen would have just flown and hit everybody. Oh, shit. And it's like, no, old man, stop touching it. And they're like, fine. Ugh. I'm like, go stack a chair. I wasn't that mean, but Jesus Christ. And it's all old gear. So it's like finicky. So you kind of have to massage it, but yeah, it was raining though. It was worth breaking down, worth Worth me leaving to go help and break down. That's Uh, good. It wasn't worth me missing this conversation though. Yeah. But I knew it was going to be recorded. So yeah, you you can catch up on it. I can get a second. Uh, You you would have been there to help me in my rambling lost thought areas perhaps oh, is this gonna be nothing but rambles yeah oh man i mean we didn't ramble. talk about jared fogel though. we didn't and not till just now yeah not till <laughs> i mean we whispered it into the mic like yeah. seductively but we didn't like actually because we were trying converse. to do that thing where uh you say their name three times and then they appear cool maybe we'll get the uh, fbi to listen to our podcast perfect <laughs> yeah that's hey that's another like team of listeners yeah right so to summarize um subspace can people come there just on a, a daily basis or is it kind of just an event like a per event kind of thing uh as far as the public yeah um that'd be something you'd it, we're not, we don't have open hours okay yeah. but anyone is welcome uh if you want to have a tour or talk to any one of our members we can come in like usually there's somebody there at any given point, creating, perfect, um, but not necessarily open. So yeah, not necessarily um, like we're gonna demonstrate or we're gonna like you know kind of. I invite you to come by, but I can't promise that anyone's gonna be there unless you maybe coordinate first. That could be uh, if you expand enough, you can hire a, a little perky intern who can. Uh... Yeah, I mean, it, we've talked about having a little shop, you know, where we'd have regular hours or having you know working hours for people to come by and if they want um maybe have a membership like that Damn, you guys are industrious you've only been open for a year october will be a year 
Jesus Christ. I mean, the, our opportunities are endless. Whatever we can think of, we can do. So I, as somebody that like thinks up a lot of bullshit. Is, is <laughs> yeah, great, the hard part is following through with it. The hard part is following through, but that's what the other, like that's why with the collective effort of everybody, if everybody gets on board with an idea, boom, you know, it gets done. Kind of not quite, but <laughs> it moves forward. It'll, 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 moves yeah, forward. it'll yeah. forward delegate and you know, maybe it'll work out. So awesome. you'll probably be hearing a lot more. Maybe I've been in this building twice. Uh, one time with Atish when I first met you and he forgot that I met you. Right. And, uh, the other time was we were filming this dance music video and it was like upstairs, but it was empty. Right. And someone stole a ladder because we had to climb a ladder to get into it. And then once and downstairs at some point, they were filming someone oh. dancing upstairs, like a big open space. Yeah. And then they had someone dancing on the floor, on the cement floor in the subspace. Mm-hmm. And she was like the, like they were pulling each other like through the floor. Hmm. It was like an interpretive dance music video. Huh. And uh, I was in charge of pulling the girl across the floor. It was really creepy. <laughs> by the arms or no by her ankles hmm. yeah sounds cool i mean i'd like if you if, if you out? looked at it it looks really good yeah the yeah. whole the whole it was like a series of dance videos hmm. for the seven deadly sins i want to check that out just what's your favorite I'm deadly so... sin atish uh gluttony i was gonna guess gluttony <laughs> or no actually rage is that a sin mm, i don't really no what I don't know this. I'm a sense. I'm a I'm a uh I've only I, seen seven like three like, times. Right. <laughs> I'm a self admitted uh rageaholic. So if that's a sin. I think it is when you do it. Yeah, it definitely should be. Now well, I'm kinda gonna I'm gonna pull up the seven I know sloth and envy. Sloth, envy, gluttony, uh, gluttony. R- wrath. Oh yeah, wrath. I think that would be okay. Wrath. Yeah. Okay, so um, I meant so instead of, uh, but rage sounds better. Uh, we're missing three. Yeah, we're not very good at this. Jeez. Um, anyway, envy. Did we say like, envy already? Did. I was gonna say like cheating, but that's envy. That's lust. 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 That's one of them. Uh, there you go. All right. So we're two more. Well, we your internet this. in this building works incredibly slow. Oh, don't so. do the internet anymore. The internet broke. Okay. Oh. Pride, greed, Pride. lust, Pride and greed. envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth. Sloth. No, no we have sloth. sloth. Yeah. I think it was pride and greed. Pride and greed. You know why we didn't name those? Because we were so in, intertwined with them. So humble. Oh. And, oh, <laughs> like we're oh. so close to it. We, we had no idea. Personify it? Is yeah. that gives me all the money. Um, well, uh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm definitely a wrath type of person. What's your favorite? Um, I think I am, I don't know. Is it what you are or you like your favorite? Just what's your favorite? You yeah. What's your favorite? Most? I don't know. Pride maybe. Pride. I think I, I, I'm, I like to let you, I think it's hilarious. All right. Well, Sean, thanks for coming. Thanks, thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks so much. This was awesome. Yeah, thanks so much for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Creativize, Strategize, and Synergize. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, share, and leave a rating. We'd really appreciate it. You can find Chris on social media using the handle at Elephant Scout. You can find me with at Atish Mazish. And finally, you can follow the podcast on Twitter with at CSS Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcast at cscottcreate.com. Thank you so much.